Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Code SUPER24. Hello, welcome, and Happy New Year. This is the Turn 4 Podcast, episode 54. I am your host, Dan Maldonado. This is your first time listening. Welcome. If you're a regular listener, welcome back. This podcast comes from the perspective of two lifelong fans of IndyCar. We're not insiders. I changed up the intro a little bit here, Timmy. Who oh, am yeah. I talking to? My co-host, Tim Reiner. Let me introduce you to Timmy. Hey, Timmy. Hello, Dan. How are you? I am good. How about yourself? It's the new year. I'm excited about the new year and the new seasons to come. And when I say seasons, I we we got a lot, right? Yes, seasons. Yeah, got a lot of lot of things starting to kick off. Hey, nice hat. Oh, thanks. You must not have brushed your hair this morning. I well, it's kind of hard to brush my hair for sure. (laughs) You know, there's not a whole lot up there. It's kind of long right now, so I had to cover my head because I kind (laughs) of look like a clown. So I figured I'd just throw a hat on so that way I don't look like a clown. But yeah, thank you. I I like yours too. Yours is uh, leading up to the. I think the, the Rolex first 24. race of the season, I'm right? so yeah. excited. I can't wait. I can't yeah, wait. I noticed that in our little pre-meeting here that you wait. had that on. And so I had to throw the Sancio hat on. So that's what I did. So, uh, you know, for all your vehicle protection care. That's right. Check out Sancio. Yeah. Sancio. Mm-hmm. Our good friends at Sancio. Mm-hmm. Tim, we have a lot of news. A lot of new news happening, actually. There's a um, lot of news going on. Yeah. IndyCar F1, IMSA, which can really only mean one thing. And that is... The seasons starting. are coming, right? Yes. The seasons They're kick are happening. Off. Getting ready to ha- happen here. So yeah. kick off a little bit of IndyCar news, uh, and this is in no particular order. That's actually a lie. AJ Foyt Racing, AJ Foyt Racing, kicking off the news here, throwing down wow. in the That's, engineering department. That normally doesn't happen. No. Michael Cannon from Chip Ganassi Racing uh, Cannon's been around, he, he's been, but he's been very successful everywhere he goes. Um, in fact, more recently with a championship with Scott Dixon in 2020, he will be headed over to AJ Foyt racing, um, to help out their efforts with, uh, Santino Ferrucci and God, I don't remember the, I'm sorry, I should probably know this, but it just slipped my mind. But, um, is that a big deal, Tim? Or it is, is it a huge deal? deal? It's a huge deal. It's a real deal. This is yeah. great for AJ Foyt Racing and to sort of move up the rankings here. They've been just squandering at the back of the field for a yeah. while here. And it's just really good to see that they've got, you know, an engineer coming across, right? And um, <clears throat> Michael Cannon, I don't think you can, you know, get any better for the AJ Foyt Racing t- uh, squad to ha- bring that over. So he's going to bring some knowledge and he's going to bring some knowledge and, and some probably some operating procedures, right. From some mm-hmm. very successful organizations, particularly Ganassi 
and he's going to add a lot of expertise to that team. You and I say it all the time, right? We we want nothing more than AJ Foyt Racing to be somebody that we talk about on a more regular basis and really see them get together and, and do something on, on track. And it's, it's been years, Tim, since mm-hmm. we've really seen uh, somebody out of that, out of that stable, you know, do something um, notable. Benjamin yeah. Peterson. I'm sorry, Benjamin. I can. Yeah, this is uh, really good. And uh, it, it almost appears that, um, you know, it's a reuniting with uh, Ferrucci um, at some point and throughout the career. So, um, or they're just saying it was successful bringing him over. So I, you know, we, we heard about at um, Detroit about culture and changing culture. Maybe this is a guy to bring in some culture change mm-hmm. and really take that team to the next level. Cause they've just been, you know, not good for a long time and yeah. it just seems to, to stick around with them. So We'll see what it it brings uh, the first half of the season and into the latter part, which I think is that's when we might actually see some progress from the team. But overall, it's all great news for AJ Foy Race. It is. It is. New news today uh, was Steve Erickson is going to be the new COO at Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan, which is a big deal. This is also a team that, you know, You're not going to ask this it. time. You're just going to say it's a big deal. I think it's a big deal. Um, <laughs> and here's why Here, you got a guy who has spent 30 years at HPD, right? Which is Honda performance development. So big organizations, organizational mm-hmm. behaviors, right? He knows how to get things done. He's also very familiar with IndyCar and IMSA because he was in charge of Chip Ganassi's IMSA program mm-hmm. uh, until November 2020. Okay. Well, you know, it's interesting because this is the team that everybody thought would be a big contender last year and they fell apart and they've made some major changes throughout the off season here to bring several folks in to sort of revamp this. They made some driver changes when it came to seats. So I think they're doing all the right things over at Ray Hall Letterman Lane again. And I think they're going to like hearing you say it, but you said it right this time. I know. Um, Yeah. I I try to get it right all the time. Um, I could just say RLL, but that just doesn't seem right to me, but that doesn't roll off the tongue either. Yeah, that doesn't, not at all. So I, I, my thought here is that they would definitely become a contender with all the changes they've made. And They've got great sponsorship from, you know, different sponsors, Hy-Vee being obviously one of the major ones. Um, so I think it's going to be good all, all, all around for them. I, and if they're not running with the top three slash four teams, whatever we call it these days, then something else has to change. And maybe it's just gelling over time. Maybe it's going to take a little bit. And I know you love that, but this is another good um, move for Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan racing. It is. It is. They, they've also bolstered their off season engineering program, which, you know, should definitely help them um, get more usage. I was listening to Graham, Ray Hall actually recently on a podcast where he was talking about you didn't they weren't really extracting, you know, a hundred percent out of their engineering program that they, that they could, you know, mm-hmm. 
they were extracting a small percent. I think he said like 10%, but they were taking like a small percentage out of their engineering staff. So hopefully that will help. Um, they knew that they were behind, certainly uh, once Jack got there. Um, Jack being familiar with Andretti Autosport, engineering support coming over from Shank. Um, so, you know, they knew that they needed to get their hot. Look, man, the, the results were there. They They ended up salvaging the best part that they could toward the end of last year or last season, I should say with Christian Lungard taking that, that very unexpected rookie of the year, I think. Mm -hmm. so, um, so yeah, this is just one more piece, you know, part of that Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan. I don't want to call it a rebuild because I doubt that they're calling it a rebuild. I'm sure that they're just calling it, you know, just kind of a, you know, reinforce up the boost, right? Yeah. 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 Just turning up the boost a little bit. Yep. Exactly. exactly. Trying to get to the next level, which they need to do for that organization. They got a brand new facility as people probably know mm -hmm. already. And to bring in talent helps when you're got a state of the art facility. It's just natural, right? People want to be with a team that's up and coming and someone that's not stagnant or stale. And so these moves are, are great for this organization. Um, we'll see where it, where it ends up, but I, I expect them to be with the changes they made. I expect them to be, you know, in the hunt for top fives and even podium finishes. So do I, so do I. And it makes me a little bit nervous setting an expectation like that, because if it doesn't, if it doesn't pan out, let's say in the first few races of the season, then are we already writing them off? IndyCar is very interesting to me in that I think you need to get out of the chute fast, right? You do. And, and you got to come off the trailer fast every weekend. And so you've got to have the base built to do that, right? So you got to have all the substance that makes that easy and, and makes it come naturally. And I think once that momentum started hits, then you start to hit in areas of the program you never thought needed to be addressed or needed a boost and everybody kind of comes together and, and rallies as an organization. If you start off on a bad foot here for uh, Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan, then uh, it's going to be a long go, I think for the season. So they need, they do need to get out of the shoot quickly. I'm going to say the first three races, but first three races collectively. Right. And the reason why I say that St. Pete, it's Texas, it's Long Beach back in this regular spot, and then Barber, right? That's mm -hmm. four, okay? Yep. But why am I saying three? It's because it's a street course, an oval, and a permanent road course. Yep. So those are the three, those are the three courses or sort of racing disciplines that IndyCar will visit throughout the season. Yeah. We should be able to get an idea of what Ray Hall's off-season program looks like based on how they're going to do there, yeah. right? They had a decent car last year in Toronto, which, you know, hopefully will translate to something with St. Pete and Long Beach. Yep. They were nowhere to be found, I think, at Indy, right? So I don't mm -hmm. really know what yeah, that means for Oval. And, you know, however it, however it's going to pan out for them, they were really good at Portland. They were not good at Laguna Seca. So... It's kind of like I don't really know what that means for their um, permanent road course setup. Yeah. So I, to me, it's the first three races of the season. We'll see what that really looks like uh, for them. And, and, you know, if it looks like some of these changes have, have, have panned out. To me, I think that, um, you know, Ray Hall, I, I think the Ray Hall team has made the most changes in this offseason. I really do. Ray Hall and, and, and Foyt. 
Yeah, it seems like it. Yeah, they've been, Feels you know, like moving it. people around and mm -hmm. acquiring new people. And um, so, yeah, I, to your point, they need to get off to a good start. And we'll see what circuits they're sort of strong at, right? Good start too, right? Harvey, Jack Harvey. Yeah, you do, right? Otherwise, mm -hmm. Jack's going to be in no man's land come, right. you know, mid-season mid and then obviously at season then. So yeah. um, we'll see where it all plays. But good for them they seem to be making the right moves like you mentioned and um they got the facility and they've got you know I, I feel like they got a good driver lineup too yeah i agree uh changes aren't aren't settled there even andretti autosport they're swapping engineers uh for kirkwood who is newly returning to andretti he was a indy lights uh driver with andretti before he went to foyt for that one year last year um mm -hmm. and Devlin D. Francesco's entry. So um, they're going to make some changes there. The engineer for Kirkwood, Jeremy Millis, he worked with Rossi at a time when Rossi had um, a great amount of success uh, with Andretti. And he also has experience working with Joseph Newgarden when Newgarden mm -hmm. was a driver for Ed Carpenter Racing. Okay. Ron Barhorst he'll be elevated from an internal support engineering role to be Devlin's engineer. Okay. Here's the thing. Andretti results. We know, we know how good Colton has been. Rossi got a, got a win with that team last year. Okay. We know that the engineering department, so to speak at Andretti is capable. Mm -hmm. So certainly being able to make these engineering changes uh, for these you know, for these guys, I think is, is gonna, it can't hurt. Right. DeFrancesco, no. I think had a rough year last year, had a mm -hmm. really rough year last year. So it can't hurt the changes and, uh, and certainly bringing somebody on with a, a winning record to, uh, work with Kirkwood is, uh, yeah. certainly a good, uh, good idea. Yeah. I still don't love that. They're, they're keeping, uh, uh, heard it with his dad right so yeah uh, but dad's not an engineer dad's a strategist right I know. so just, yeah but that's i i, I understand like what combination you're saying. yeah yeah i i i know what you're saying there um what do i want to say about this other than to say just, we're gonna talk about it during the season preview but mm -hmm. again i i must have a lot of time on my hand i was listening to bobby rahal <laughs> talk on a podcast about leaving Graham's pit box. And it was a good idea. And, and, you know, Tim, we listened to a lot of radio last year with Colton and his, and, and Brian, mm -hmm. and a lot of interactions there that just weren't great. No. Know? So I, well, I, I think mean, you look putting somebody else there is okay. Can Brian still pull the strings on strategy and everything else? Yeah. Absolutely. But he, get putting a different voice maybe in Colton's mm -hmm. helmet might not be a bad idea. Yeah, because I think you had the same thing with Michael looking after Marco, right? And there's a lot absolutely, of yep. Yeah, that just didn't. It doesn't seem to materialize. So I don't know why teams continue to do that. I would pull them apart and say, you know what? We'd love for you to be a strategist, Brian. We're just going to yeah. put you on a different um, for a different driver, which is totally fine, unless it's, there's something contractually that they got to do it, or if it's just you know that. I guess you always want to mentor your your children, right? And you want to move them to. The next level and do different things which you know 
kind of reminds me of a personal story about just going karting with my son last week and trying to help him mentor him through some of the corners and trying to, he was racing some of the folks. I know this is going to get off track a little bit, but Sorry. just bear with me for a minute. And it was just like, you got to look at what these other kids are doing. And then you got to make sure that you're hitting these apexes. And then, so I'm trying to give him guidance through this. And of course it's our first time out doing this. And so he's very, um, receptive to what I'm saying, but I can see how that can be old, get old coming from a father uh, sure. telling you what he thinks needs to happen. So anyway, but we, we did that last week, which was a very interesting uh, time. So, um, you know, the, no, I, I can tell you right now, if I, I can tell you right now, if, if that were my situation, I wouldn't want my dad on that. Yeah. Like, yeah, not at and all. I can look at my son and go, he probably doesn't want his dad. Like initially, yeah, but eventually yeah. it's like, all right, you've taught me everything yeah. you can teach me. You've been with me since the beginning, going all the way through here. And give me somebody else to talk about strategy and what we should and shouldn't be doing, yeah. right? Or I've yeah. I've seen a lot of back and forth on strategy and just saying, why did we do this and why didn't we do that? So maybe it's time to switch it up. And yeah, I, I and just thinking about my own son, right? My, I would think. I think my son would probably appreciate some of my like general input in the trailer, but on track, he probably would rather hear from somebody else. Right. Yeah, I like I think he'd be fine with it in when it's calmer and in a, a much different setting. I think he probably would. Yeah. Maybe like a debriefing, right? Like yeah. let's talk about it. Let's see. And then, yeah, you know, go from there. So that's kind of how I feel about it, but yeah. Who knows? I know uh, Colton wasn't the point of this uh, um, discussion on Andretti Autosport, but they're making changes. I don't know what DeFrancesco is going to do. I, as you mentioned, they were shopping him around at the end of the season and things mm -hmm. of that sort. So I think he's still going to be the fourth guy there. And I know I'm getting an off so topic here yeah. a little bit, but you know, I just think that's just the way it is. And we'll see what Kirkwood could do in Rossi's old car. Yeah. Tim, we got a couple of seats still open, and there is a Indy Lights, formerly known as Indy Lights, uh, champ and winner out there who's looking to um, settle into one of those your seats. Favorite guy, just because of his Stain name. Ray Rob. I love it. <laughs> love it. He, you know, seems to have a pretty good shot. couple of seats there. We'll talk about the first one. It's the second Hunkos entry. Which, you know, we all sort of scratched our heads a little bit when Hunkos announced that they're going to have a second car for sure. Man, they didn't announce anybody in it. Uh, there Still was the, right? Nope. It's just kind of out there. And there was cool. the Argentinian driver that was doing some demo laps and things in Argentina that was showing there. Um, I don't know what's happening with that program because it didn't sound like it or it doesn't seem like that's coming through, especially if, if Stingray Rob is, uh, you know, still kind of in the mix for that seat. Uh, mm -hmm. But also the second seat at coin, mm -hmm. a lot of things at coin going on. So we are not insiders, but from what we understand, Sato, we're, slightly we're getting there. Yeah. Sato, we're getting there. Despite what mm -hmm. our, our friend at the media department at Daytona Speedway tells us. The, um, we're going anyway, right to be there anyway. Guys. Right. Yeah. And we're still going to celebrate their, their event at the same yeah. level. So anyway, I, I'm getting a little off track. It's okay. 
So Sato, we think Sato's program will be an oval only program, right? Mm -hmm. But Coin hasn't confirmed that. We expected that to be with Coin. Coin hasn't confirmed that. And here's where I think the wild card may be, right? You have Marcus Armstrong, who is confirmed in the ride formerly known as the number 48 at Chip Ganassi Racing. And that is a road and street course ride, mm -hmm. right? Marcus Only, will yep. not be riding on the ovals. If you're Sato, wouldn't you want to go to that car? Absolutely. For a chance at a third Indy 500? I don't care about the rest of the ovals. At a chance at the third at a third Indy 500? And if uh, yeah. Chip likes winners. He does. Two-time Indy 500 champion, for right? sure. And how fast their cars were last year, I think you could put anybody behind the wheel and they can, you know, wheel that thing pretty well. Yeah. You. You should start training just in case they need somebody. And, uh, it's not going to work for me, but... <laughs> I would have maybe 10 years ago. You were almost going to say you're too old, weren't you? And then you remember that Tony Kanan and Scott Dixon are not that much younger than yeah, you. Yeah, but I'm not doing triathlons, and I'm not as fit as them, and I've been doing it for 20-plus years. So. I am, but I'm not as fit as them either. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like that's where you want to be if you're Sato, which I was expecting that announcement shortly after, and I think right. everybody else was, and it's been quiet. So I don't know if they got a bunch of people that now want to go and – fill that seat and so they're looking at a slew i'm gonna call it a slew of drivers over at chip ganassi racing going who do we want to put in there and who fits the mold of our team right yeah um so i'm sure some chip's, support. chip's got a lot to think about when he goes mm -hmm. who do i put in this car because you got to think about you know the number 10 car right as the number 10 car is going to be yep. vacant next year so you got to sort of figure you got to navigate the waters if you will right figure out what makes sense all in all but I'm surprised all three haven't made their announcement yet, but I'm assuming it's coming here in the next, it's got to, it's got to come in the next few weeks. Yeah, it should. Yeah. You would think, right. I, I mean, you, you would think March 5th, right. Without looking at the calendar again, I think is uh St. Pete. Yeah. So we, you got to get time in the simulator. You got to get back up to Isn't speed. That April? What's going it April? No, it's March. Is it March this year? Yeah, interesting. And then there's a month off before we go to. Well, Texas. then you got thermal. You're going to go to thermal for testing, and you got to have yep. your driver lineup done by then, which that's got to be coming up. Yeah. Soon, it's like the beginning of. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job; it's a calling. Agents answer the call working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. February. Yeah. Yeah, spring training at Thermal. Somewhere around there. So, yeah, because it, it's right after IMSA, right, isn't it? Like the yeah. IMSA, yeah, the IndyCar guys will go from... Uh, the uh, Daytona, uh, the 24 hours of Daytona, and then they'll go right over to um, Palm Springs for the thermal yeah. testing. Yep. 
There's some other drivers that are trying to sort out their IndyCar future or trying to determine if there is indeed a IndyCar future. Uh, one of those drivers, Robert Schwartzman, who is a Ferrari F1 test driver, uh, led a group recently at Sebring for a, that uh, hosted a four-car IndyCar test. Uh, who, Schwartzman was in a Ganassi entry. Mm-hmm. He led uh, Stingray Rob, who was out testing with Coin. Uh, Kiffin Simpson, who's actually an Indy Next driver with the HMD program, is also a Ganassi development driver, which I think is fascinating. Um, and then Dane Cameron, who was in a Penske. Dane Cameron is, of course, their um, endurance driver in their, um, you know, on the IMSA side of the of the program. So uh, Schwartzman is an interesting name. Uh, the fact that Kevin Simpson was also out there in, in, in a big, you know, in the big car for Ganassi definitely shows that Ganassi understands that he's going to have to do something with that number 10 and that he's, he's got to do something with that number 10, you know, sooner rather than later. Yeah. Even though we and, know that, <clears throat> right. Our buddy Alex below can't really talk to anybody until September of this year, but it's, it's very likely that Pelot will not be returning to it. Yeah. And that test was super quiet. I didn't hear a whole lot about it at all. It just kind of like popped up like this was what was done. So I'm not sure why that was under wraps or why no one was covering that, but yeah. You know, I read the one article, I was like, Oh, didn't know that was going on. Yeah. It was, it was so weird. Um, Just very unexpected. So Mm -hmm. nonetheless, I think that's, that's what we're looking at. Right. I think the big takeaway from that test there is Gadesi's already starting to, yeah, you know, put out feelers and open up his eyes and see who is, um, you know, viable for that number 10. And Schwarzman was the fastest of them all, huh? He was. He was. Look at that. If I'm not mistaken, I think Schwarzman was also the Friday driver in the Ferrari when we were at Coda this year. Oh, really? Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, Tim, I don't know if you've heard this, but Michael Andretti has been trying to uh, gain entry into Formula One as the 11th team. <laughs> They've been keeping that one quiet, too. I haven't heard anything That's, about that. That one's been real quiet. <laughs> um, just quickly to recap, uh, Michael Andretti is building a world-class facility in Fishers, Indiana. He has backing from Gainbridge and from Guggenheim Partners. Got to unpack that. Uh, Gamebridge is familiar, obviously. They're the primary sponsor for Colton Herta. The parent group for Gamebridge is Group 1001, which is a financial services company. Guggenheim is interesting here, as it seems like they're the ones that are putting up big money on the Formula One side. They mm-hmm. are putting up the $200 million entry fee, which is that non-dilution fee, Mm-hmm. Uh, for the N- F1 entry, and it seems that they are the ones who are putting up the $200 million for this new Andretti Mecca that they're building in wow. Fishers to house all of their racing endeavors. So who then is Guggenheim Partners? They're a private equity firm with over $285 billion in assets. That's Billion with a B, two hundred eighty-five billion yes. dollars in assets. From their page, uh, Guggenheim Partners focus on the return and risk needs of insurance companies, corporate and public pension funds, 
sovereign wealth funds, which is one of my favorite lines, endowments and foundations, consultants, wealth managers, and high net worth investors. Hmm. They're not kidding around. No, they're not. And if all that wasn't enough, this past week, Andretti Global announced a partnership with Cadillac. Did you see that coming? I did not see that coming. No way. Did not at all. Did not at all. I, you know, if you think about it, it they're concentrating on this U.S. base. They're concentrating on this U.S. driver thing. But, you know, and they were checking the boxes. Andretti is a brand name. Okay. And they're checking a lot of boxes with this regard. I don't see how Cadillac inclusion in this program doesn't check the final box. But everything we have seen since suggests still doesn't. F1 team owners are saying, big deal. Which is incredible. I don't understand that at all. Let me, it, let me take it a step further. It's incredible. Going. It's incredibly arrogant. That's where I was going with this. Yeah, man. It is so arrogant. It yep. almost, and I don't mean to compare the two series, it almost reminds me of the cart days where the owners were pretty arrogant about their league and their series and not very um, willing to work with the Indianapolis Motor Speedway and the Tony George mm-hmm. family, which caused this whole split. And I feel like Formula One is going down that same road here and there's going to be, I, I don't know what's going to happen with the uh, F1, but it. it it's almost like all of them against Andretti, right? It's yeah. just, I think you'd welcome additional teams. The rules allow for additional teams. You have the backing. You just outlined it right here in the show. And then you have a major manufacturer in General Motors, the second largest manufacturer in the world, that is here to back that team. So yeah. what else do you need? No idea. I I don't, I mean, part of, I think what might be a little bit of an issue with them is that GM is not really coming in as a manufacturer because they've said right off the bat that they're going to have a technical partner, right? For the engine and engine partner, whoever that may be, but coming in at this time and not really knowing when their entry will be, I don't think that's unfair or unreasonable. Right, because for GM mm-hmm. to have to start ramping up to build a Formula One engine from two months ago to whenever it is, you know, like an open-ended idea that they would be joining the grid is unfair and unreasonable. Mm-hmm. So having a partner there and whoever that may be, maybe Renault, it may be Honda, might be Red Bull powertrains, who knows? But mm-hmm. having that partner, I think, makes sense. And if GM is looking at an eye toward being a manufacturer, a true engine partner, um, mm-hmm. you know, when the next rules are, are announced or when they're launched, then you're good to go, right? Mm-hmm. But even if you say, well, it's just a branding exercise, big deal. It's a big deal. Totally. Right? It is a big deal. I, I don't, mm-hmm. I mean, GM has big plans for Cadillac brand globally especially as they get into electrification. So yeah. Formula One fits what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, GM has never been in, in the Formula One World Series. Mm-hmm. So why I, I don't understand why you wouldn't be anxious to do that. And you know they're going to activate. 
right? They're oh, going to yeah. activate with presence all over the world. Absolutely. They're going to activate with, especially with a presence in the United States, and they're going to activate. And it, it's it's just one more way of promoting the series. I don't mm-hmm. I don't see it. It feels like to me that part of how the Andretti's went around trying to sell this, right? Trying to create a lot of public sort of backlash or trying to, you know, force a hand yep. here might be playing into it a little bit. Um, and maybe, oh, Tim and I don't want to say. Well, it. you know, they didn't do that until they got. Yeah. Until they the got shoulder, the, the right? they got, Yeah. Yeah. They, they were like, with, yeah. And they're like, okay, we're just going to go public yeah. about this and what we're trying to do and yeah. try to get support from the populace, the people. Yeah. And say, you know what, we're going to get in there either way. And and to come back after being told no multiple times that it had to have been, yeah. to bring a partner like Cadillac is huge. Big. It's, yeah. In my opinion, it's... I keep it's, coming back yeah. to those two things, though, right? How they kind of, you know, played this thing out in the public. That's number one. Number two, an outside chance I keep coming back to is their teams aren't really burning it up anywhere well no not totally especially in indycar where they've been i know they were at one time right they yeah. were they were all there all the time so i get it yeah. but at the same time i i mean honestly yeah. does mercedes care that there's a field filler in apparently they care i don't know why they would that's total wolf right I don't know. it seems like they care yeah which is, I mean, silly. Yeah, in my opinion. So this should be the I, final, I, final. I'd hate to say it's thing. Europe against US, but I, it's just getting ugly. It's possible. Yeah, it, yeah, it's totally possible. But mm-hmm. you know, I, I think you'd open the door and say, yeah, you've you've proven, you've got the funding, you've got the resources, you've got a partner. Mm-hmm. We have room. It's in the rule book. Yeah, come on down. Let's do this. Yeah, and the FIA president, you know, even said that, you know, we've let much smaller teams in, right? Much smaller teams, much smaller manufacturers in, in this thing to expand the grid. So yeah. at this point, they're, they're, they're kind of, there's some, there's some reason there why they're holding their foot firm on not allowing the Andretti's in. So I guess we'll see what happens. I almost feel like the Cadillac thing should have been a no-brainer. That should have been... A, a game changer for how they're looking at Andretti's application. You know, I, I want to see that. I, I'm, I'm the idea that we would see Cadillac competing in this global series to me is exciting. Right. I grew up, I'm a, I'm a GM kid, right. Mm-hmm. My dad worked for, for Cadillac. My dad, you know, worked for general motors at Cadillac. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Which was the pinnacle of what we did and, and, you know, what we, you know, strive to in, in our, you know, of the cars and the things that we did here, you know, mm-hmm. and, and so that's where I, I would love to see that brand in that series. I really would. I, I would love to see that. I love to see these, these Cadillacs at IMSA, you know, oh, when yeah. you see them out there, I, I'm so excited by that. Yep. Beautiful machines for yeah. sure. Well engineered from what we could tell when we were there on site. Yeah. Well, we'll see, right? That's all I we guess. can do is yeah. watch and, and see what happens. But I think if there's any teams that want to come in, this has got to be the leading one uh, based on all the see. backing they have and the yeah. um, and the Andretti name. Like, it just seems to make sense to me. But Me too. 
Yep, me too. Man, speaking of Insa, Timmy, are you ready? Are you ready to freeze your butt at uh, at Daytona again? It's as Florida. we make our second trip. Yeah, but it's it's, it's freezing sunny, cold, right? Every day until it's until the sun goes down. Ah, geez. Well, yeah, last year was terribly cold. I I've been there twice, and it was the same after sunset. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm not so, holding yeah, out I'm ready. any hope I'm at ready all for warm weather. So yeah, I don't bring I'm your own blanket. I can do that back here at home. Yeah. We've got some IMSA news, and we still got some Andretti news that goes along with it. Tim, Wayne Taylor Racing with Andretti Autosport. <sighs> Wayne Taylor is this, is... this one just baffles my mind. I don't understand. This is also this another one I, I think that came out of, out of left field, right? Yeah. Like, interesting situation here. Is this a way for... I wonder if this is a way for Wayne Taylor to sort of walk away right from from racing at one to retire at some point this is exit right? strategy well, yeah. i thought that too yeah yeah it seems to make sense right mm-hmm. Ac- it's an accurate program it's right it's so it makes sense top tier team right mm-hmm. they're always up there they just lost the championship in the last um, yeah. race last year and they're always there so i i think it's an exit strategy for yeah. wayne taylor and that team but I was surprised to hear the news too, and I, and obviously surprised with the partnership that they have with Meyer Shank, and then you throw in this, which yeah. is Wayne Taylor, which On is top the, of that, yeah, yeah, that it's like their main competitor. So I don't know how that all sort of plays out. You're playing Who like knows? both sides of the field, and hmm, at some know. point we should we could probably have a show just dedicated to the series, you know, each series that Andretti Autosport plays in. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. Just definitely. Talk about that. Yeah. I mean, they could yep. they could do a whole show. So, yep. um, we'll see what happens there. I, that's a mouthful, definitely. Wayne Taylor Racing with Andretti Autosport, and we'll see if it brings any value or if it's just a cash infusion, maybe, or you know, something yeah, there. Potentially. You know, it's part ownership that'll turn yeah. into full ownership at some time. Yeah. <clears throat> we'll have more to discuss in the pre Rolex Twenty Four show that's going to come out uh, two weeks. It should be the 23rd, which will be okay. our, our regular cadence. But uh, yep. just to hit some highlights of what we're going to look forward to, uh, and certainly first is the launch of the new LMDH platform known as GTP. Uh, these are the hybrid systems developed by or in, a, in partnership with Cadillac, Acura, Porsche, and BMW, with more manufacturers certainly to join. Uh, 61 entries. Right, Tim, which is the absolute maximum. Why do I keep wanting to say minimum there? I don't know. Entry. I wrote it down in the notes too, and you fixed it. I appreciate it. Yeah, because you said it was like the yeah. the limit that they would have. Yeah, which I would say it wants the maximum, right? Yeah. It's the maximum so, number of cars allowed. Yeah. So I so changed it on you. In the take notes. two, right? Sixty-one mm-hmm. entries, which is the absolute maximum IMSA can can accommodate for this event. Um, and IndyCar regulars who will be at the Rolex 24 this year, Scott Dixon, Simon Pagano, uh, Elio Castroneves, Joseph Newgarden, Scott McLaughlin, Colton Herta, Renus VK, Roman Grosjean, Kyle Kirkwood, and Devlin D. Francesco. We'll have more at the pre-Rolex 24 show in a couple of weeks, but just wanted to hit those highlights. Tim, I'm looking forward to Isn't it. Isn't that the whole field? Damn near. You should have just right? said the Doesn't whole it feel like it? Yeah. will be there. Like every <laughs> IndyCar driver will be at yeah. Rolex 24. 10 drivers, right? One, two, three, four. That's a lot. Yeah. 
Is that that's all? I don't even think that's all of them. There's got to be a few more. Right. That's that that's a lot. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, I look forward to that. I think it'll be good. I love this as a kickoff. As you know, I'm I'm a huge fan of this series, and and I it's almost like it's starting for me, Tim, to get the like one A one B with IndyCar. Well, you got to look at the infusion of new cars. You got to look at the infusion new of new engines. Technology. Yeah, the new engines and infusion of drivers from different series. Like yep. it's very attractive from a viewer standpoint to go and watch. You look at 61 entries, it gets a little busy, but yeah. at the same time, you know, we'll see how. But I agree. It's one of those things I, I'd mentioned before. Like if you had to get in a car and they said you could select from, an Indy car or an IMSA car, which one are you going to ride, drive around in today? And you go, hmm, maybe we're I, going to the IMSA. It's brand I new, would. right? And it's, yeah. So I would. How cool that would be, but, right? They sound awesome. cool. They look cool. They are right? cool. It's yeah, just a they are. great series right now. And they're growing, right? They're growing. They got more manufacturers yeah. than you can imagine. And they've got the right, you know, engineering prowess that uh, attracted these. Um, uh, manufacturers to come over there. So it has to tell me, it has to d- relate to what they're trying to do in the manufacturing process and development of engines for their passenger vehicles. So whatever that formula is, people way smarter than me, they need to figure it out over at um, IndyCar and, and move to that, um, not exact, but to that model that helps the manufacturers, you know, in their development and obviously selling more vehicles. So I just want to see a new car. And any kind of sexy one. Yeah. Let's do yeah. it. Tired of this one. Tired of this one. So, hey, um, that's all I got. What about you? Nothing. I know you had iRacing in here, and I'd love to I know. maybe touch on it a little bit, but Go it's ahead. just a very, very interesting. I don't know enough about it, man. I, I really don't. I, I I just don't know. I don't understand. There's a huge uproar about it, right? Huge. So, huge uproar. Yeah, yeah Huge. But I don't know if the casual fan is in iRacing. So obviously the diehards are in there. All the yeah. fans that probably listen to our podcast, um, you know, are or maybe participating in iRacing. But there's a lot of a lot of cost to get into that, and is my assumption. I don't know a ton about it, but um so if you get it on a more casual system that you can someone could go in and play i think you can attract some fans so I, sure. they got to figure out and keep the iRacing going so whoever did the contract with the other right. uh game, game manufacturer series, like yep. You, yep. yeah you got to sort of have a balance there so yeah it's <clears throat> i think from what i understand is the cars and the tracks will still be available but they're not allowing iRacing to broadcast them as like a series or a racing series and promoting them as some sort of like yeah. official series. So if you're and this is how I understand it. And this is kind of why I breeze by it was if you are a, an iRacing subscriber and you've got the rig and you, you race on, you can still choose the DW 12. You can still choose to race at mid Ohio in the DW 12 or Indianapolis in the DW 12. Yeah. It's just you can't create a series and you can't put that out there publicly to, yeah. you know, for to like have others join and join on a weekly yeah. basis. And this is our series and this is the tracks we run. And yeah. Yeah. Which um, to me is, is incredibly short sighted, but that's what we've been saying about IndyCar's mm-hmm. marketing and promotions team. Yeah. For a few months now. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, so hopefully they get it fixed. Yeah. Write that ship and, and move on. 
Yeah. I appreciate you bringing us back to that, but yeah, I did. I breezed right. I yeah, for sure. Right by it. So, well, that's it. It's all going to be short and sweet for yeah. our listeners. We'll start picking it up from here for sure. Cause it's, as we mentioned in the outset of this, the seasons in all major series are starting to pick up and yeah. definitely the Andretti to formula one story will definitely start to pick up. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, you know, we'll have some driver our, announcements. So yeah, we'll we can touch on those and yeah, what's going on there on that front. Yeah. And then all of our outstanding engagement that we're looking forward to with uh, Rolex 24 here, because we had outstanding engagement last year with yeah. those, with those shows and our, our Instagram and everything there too. So I'm looking forward to that. So yeah, the next couple of weeks, things will start picking up. Um, be sure to, with that said, be sure to engage with us on social media, uh, send us emails, send us your comments especially on that YouTube channel. We, we get outstanding comments there. We appreciate that. And, um, you know, anything you want us to do better, do different, we take it all under consideration. So um, we appreciate you and we'll catch you next time. Thanks everyone. Take, yep. Take care. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.